You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What up, though, Detroit? Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of Detroit Bicycle. Uh, today, as always, hey. in the house, we have Bruno and Mr. Bobby Brown. What's up? What's up, what's people? What's up, man? What's up, Bobby? What's going on, Bruno? Yeah, man. Just happy to be here, man. Fellas, fellas. What's up, Henry? Yo. Dude. As you know, here at Detroit Bicycle, we are all about the love, benefits, art, events, culture, and the people we meet on bikes from the Detroit area and beyond. So, Bruno. What up, though? Man, do you ever <laughs> stay at home at all? No, man. I ride I ride all the time. I ride almost every night, man. I, yeah, I get that, some man. miles. And uh, I was just down at uh, downtown Ferndale Bike Shop, but they got that spot on Peterborough and Cass mm-hmm. with John Hughes' spot. And I was just down there and... Uh, uh, I just, I just, you know, you know what it's like. You, yeah, you've been down there for a good while, right. like, dude. Um, it's a bike shop, and it's really cool. But the scenery is hilarious, man. Like, if you're not, <laughs> if you haven't been at Peterborough and Cass in a minute, like, that's uh, old Chinatown. right? It's old Chinatown. It's right. Yeah. It's literally right across the street from uh, what used to be Mister Yee's. Mm, so. uh, how are the pups doing? Oh yeah. Oh, they're not pups no more. <laughs> they're right? not pups anymore. Man. <laughs> Dude, if you go into his shop, man, like you can just expect there's going to be a couple of pits in there, and they're really cool, but they're friendly, but like super friendly. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. tubes everywhere. Every you uh, pop tube, any tube with a hole in it gets shredded on their floor, man. So, um, what you're going to hear is my interview, and uh, I hope you all enjoy it, man. Downtown Detroit. Downtown Detroit bike shop. shop. Right. Thanks, man. So, John, who served as a role model for you? You know, you, I mean, obviously, you, your father's in the game, in the cycling community. You know, your your grandfather, right? Your mom's dad was in the game. Yep. Uh, who were your mo- role models? Well, like, I mean, obviously, both of them. You know, my grandpa was in the Cycling Hall of Fame. My dad's been in bike racing and biking forever. Um, so, like, I kind of follow along with what they're doing. But, like, in the in actual cycling itself, uh you know, I was, you know, early, late 80s, early 90s was like, that was my jam, you know, like that was like when I was watching all the bike videos and all that. So it was like the Tour de France guys, you know, you know, Greg Lamont, Miguel Indran, Marco Pantani, uh, you know, on the mountain bike side was John Tomac and Juliana Furtado and Missy Giovi and Tinker Juarez and, you know, all these, all these different people that now no one knows who I'm talking about. Right, but, and, it, and you, know. you know, the cool thing about that time, too, was the geometry was still going through, you know, it was still, there was a lot of um, innovation in the bikes, you know, oh, yeah. the Y bodies and the slingshots and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, Cannondale had their, like, the right. Ravens and the V frames. And right. Trek had the Y22 frames. And, right. You know, all that crazy. It was an exciting time. Yeah, it was cool. And then all those so. designs suck now, and they just went back to, now they just do good bikes. So. Right, right, right. They've settled down. <laughs> yeah. So, um... In addition to being a, 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 a cyclist, you're also, you know, a mechanic. You, work, you know, you own bike shops. What makes a good mechanic? Um, well, what I usually say, there's a couple of things, you know, obviously being able to fix a bike correctly. Um, but I'd say the biggest thing is really being able to diagnose problems before they happen. Or like when someone walks in and you can instantly see 
some of the problems with their bikes and how to fix them without even putting your hands on the bike. Um, that along with what, what really clicked for me when I really started figuring out how to work on bikes good was the time when I realized mechanically what was happening. When I pushed this lever, it was pulling this cable to pull this brake lever a certain way. And once I figured that out in my head, then it made everything a lot easier. All the other rules yeah. applied, right? It's just uh, uh, you became a good physics student. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just the whole the whole uh, being able to diagnose what's going on and being able to realize, like, how one action is, is causing something else to happen. Right, that cause and effect. Causing, yeah, the yes. reaction to something else. Uh, you know, that makes a huge – it makes it a lot easier to figure – to diagnose problems and figure out what's going on once you know, right. you know, you know how it works. Right. And, so that, and you know, also another good point about being a bike mechanic is you have to be uh, happy with not making a lot of money, you know, but <laughs> right, being able to right. ride your bike and be around bikes. So right. that's that's right. a big thing. And you're around the new technology. You know what I mean? Like everything that's coming down the pipe you see. So, you know, uh, continuing with that, what, what what is the new technology? Where, where, you know, where are bikes headed? Yeah, so, I mean, bikes are always, they're always coming out with something new. Bike companies are always trying to get people to buy new bikes. Uh, so like road bikes, you know, it's disc brakes. Uh, mountain bikes, it's one by setups with a million chain, you know, billion gears in the back. You know, they're 12 speed. Uh, electronic shifting is big. But in reality, the biggest thing in cycling right now uh, overall is electric bikes, is e-bikes. And okay. the use that they're, they are providing and what they're going to provide. And, you know, people, people hate on them. But when it really comes down to it, it is, it's one less car on the road. Right. So... Right. I right. don't understand why people and, hate and, and and um, you know through our conversations being down here, um, you talk about the extended range of a bicycle and its ability to carry even more. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, you're not you're not having to pick an outfit based on like yeah, oh, you don't have to I wear gotta, spandex every time. If you got a 20 mile ride, a 20 mile ride, you know, a 20 mile ride in a road bike, not a big deal, whatever. Right. But you got to ride 20 miles to work. You're gonna get there. You're gonna be sweating. You got to change your clothes. You got to change your shoes. You know, the half the day you're like because I just rode in here, I feel disgusting, can't take right. a shower or whatever. But on the e-bike, you can do a 20-mile ride, and half the time, uh, you're Show still out riding your bike, right. you're riding your regular clothes. Same I mean, breeze, same yeah, pace. People say you're cheating. It's like, what are you cheating? Who are you? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, cheating, it's right. not a race. Are you going to be judged? Yeah. Like, like is who, there a judge? Who, yeah. Who, what am I cheating on? Is What test, you know? <laughs> I, I made it here faster, more efficiently, and still didn't drive a car. Right. You know? and, I'm, and I'm not stinky. Exactly. Right. So and I enjoyed those. I'm a bike. So it turns out my coworkers actually are the winners. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you, what uh, what are your advice for new riders? Uh, I mean, new riders. Uh, what I what I say to a lot of people is, you know, it's it's all about routine. It's about making making bike riding part of your routine and sticking with it. The first few times are always the hardest. You know, your butt's gonna hurt for like a month. That's gonna happen. You right. got to get over right. that. Uh, your legs are gonna hurt after your first few rides. Uh, just it's sticking it out and getting past that. Uh, you know, you after a little bit of riding, a 10 mile ride won't become anything. Right. And then a 20 mile ride becomes not that big of a deal. And then a 30 mile ride becomes your normal ride. And you can, it just, the more you ride, the easier it gets. And it not only gets easier uh, like instantly, but like over time. So like as you, if you if you ride for five years, you the, all that experience and all that uh, 
muscle memory kicks in and makes it, you know, you can take time off the bike and hop back on it. You don't have as long to, to get right. back. And you're riding it. faster and smarter. Exactly. And, right. and the other it's thing more too, enjoyable. Yeah. And the other thing with new riders is, is getting a bike that's a good bike that isn't a department store bike that's going to fall apart, uh, a bike that fits them properly and yeah, having your seat important. height, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Having your seat fit correctly and wearing a pair of riding shorts will be, will make a bigger difference on your butt hurting than buying the fattest seat in the world. Right, right. You don't necessarily need to be rocking the Cloud Nine exactly. for the first month. Cloud Nine makes awesome stuff, but yes, I, you know, yeah. their yeah. big, their big beach cruiser saddles are ridiculous. You know, right. for right. for a beach cruiser, it's fine, but if you don't have a beach cruiser, it means you're going to be riding with your seat too low, and it's not going to be efficient or comfortable. So. Um, let me. Um, you got some events, some things that you want to uh, shout out real quick. Let, I mean, let, let let folks know. Yeah, So I mean, during the summertime, uh, all summertime, we have we do a bike ride out of the Detroit bike shop, downtown Detroit bike shop, on Tuesday nights. Um, we also do a monthly BMX jam session where we're hanging out. Uh, a bunch of local BMXers uh, come around. We have some some handrails we set up in the street. We barbecue, party. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then you know everything at the track, the Velodrome, Alexis track, Alexis Velodrome. Um, we have races there almost every weekend. Uh, it's awesome. If you haven't been there to ride it, you should come check it out. You know, I don't. I yeah, it's don't, an adrenaline you know. rush just to watch. Yeah, it's, and then you, when you're on the track, it's like, yeah, it's 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 magnified. You yeah, know? and it's, it's certainly it's exponential. It's, it's a facility that no one else has. So right. like the fact that we have it in downtown Detroit is pretty awesome. Right down at Tolan Playfield. Yeah, right? Tolan Playfield. Mac and seventy five. Mac and seventy five service drive, man. Um, if you've seen the giant Michelin building, it looks like the Michelin man yeah. taking a nap. Um, yeah, that's the Lexus Velodrome. And please uh, take fifteen minutes, pull over. And uh, check it out. It's, yeah, it's, it's walking. Yeah, it's an amazing facility, and everybody there's, uh, you know, uh, really proud of it. And they'll take a moment to show you. Yeah, you know, and it's more than just bike riding. It's bike riding. We got running track. We have a fitness studio. We have a weight room. We do a lot of coaching. So, John, I, you know, I really got to ask, um, what was your, what was the best build you ever had? I mean, you've built hundreds, thousands of bikes. Yeah. What was, what was the best build of all time? I mean, I don't know, man. Like, there's there's been a ton of bikes. I mean, recently we we built this guy's crazy. We built this Electra Cruiser um, that he wanted. He liked gold, so we built it up with all Eagle 12, 12 speed wow. gold. I mean, it was crazy. The guy spent three grand on parts on a bike that was worth five hundred bucks. Uh, super cool bike, you know. Hey, if that's right. what you want, we'll do right. it. You know, whatever. Right. Um, the the rent don't pay itself. Yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I used to be a huge, like, bike elitist. So, like, when I'd show up at the start-finish line at a bike race, if you were on a trek that I thought, like, I was like, get out of here, man. Oh, like, you were on some peasantry. Oh, yeah. yeah, big time. I was, <laughs> okay. I was a hater, man. And, you know, I was also fast on everybody, so I could be a hater, you right, know? Right, right, right. And uh, <laughs> the, uh, but, like, that's also when Trek was, like, a cool company. Then You know, they changed since then. Uh, right. But, like, my favorite bike I ever had was a Trek 9900, the VW um Volkswagen Team Series bike. It was half translucent pearl blue, half was painted translucent pearl white, full XTR, full carbon, RockShox, titanium SID, wow. uh, Mavic Cross Max wheels, you know, everything that was, was carbon. That, hot, that was the hot stuff. Yeah, it was like a 16 and a half, 17 pound bike. Wow. Um, you know, someone stole that, of course. No, but, uh, you know what I'm saying? The, I mean, the best build ever is my track bike right now, man. I mean, right. my, my it's a Karima track frame from probably like 98, maybe 2000 at the, at the newest. Right. Uh, full carbon, you know, French Karima frame. And now I've got a set of Karima four spoke 
wheels. I've also right. got a cream of disc on it. I mean, basically, however I build it up, if it was if it was two thousand again, it would be a twenty thousand dollar bike. <laughs> right, right, you know, right. It's not what I paid for it, but <laughs> it is the dopest bike in the world, if you yeah, ask me. It is and, beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. sweet. Yeah, that's it's a beautiful awesome. bike. Um, describe your riding style. You know, like when you ride, like how are people going to know from a distance that oh, that's John Hughes. Um. <laughs> Because I'm not going very fast. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I could hang like I'm. I'm. I'm a wheel sucker, so I always sit on someone's wheel. It all depends on what kind of riding we're doing, you know. I mean, I do a little bit of everything. I do road riding. I do track riding. I do mountain biking. I do, you know, not really downhill. BMX, but I do dirt jump downhill. Right. Uh, I ride fixed gear. Ride fixed gear freestyle. Um, so it depends what kind of bike I am. I mean, okay. usually, usually how you can tell is because if I'm out just cruising around the streets like with friends, is I'll be on my fixed gear freestyle bike and I'll be riding backwards. Right. You know, right. and that's right. just because it's fun. Right. <laughs> and if, show you, off, if you know you John, know. you know. Yeah. Like right. I, I like move. doing that. I like yeah. a 180 right next to you and ride backwards and talk to you right. in the middle of critical mass or something like that. Right. You know, was, what's your fun. what's your favorite ride? You know, what's like an epic ride? Like if if John, if you had a chance to do a ride, what would it be? And a regular. I mean, it's hard to say, man. I mean, I love mountain biking. Mountain biking is a ton of fun. Uh, and there's so many cool mountain bike trails around here. Right. Um, Potawatomi. Yeah. I mean, Pontiac. DTE is awesome. DTE. I, I'm a big fan of Bloomer. I grew up riding Bloomer. Right. Bloomer's still, right. like, my favorite place. Right. Home, um, home track. Yeah. And I like, you know, I, I love riding on the velodrome. That's just we're lucky because we can. It's right. just That's real just close. A, and it's, it's awesome. It's just pure, pure riding. Pure speed. Um. Other than that, man, I mean, I just like going out and cruising. I like not really picking a destination. Just like getting on my bike and be like, all right, I got two hours to kill. Put on some music and just go out on my road bike or my mountain bike and just fly and go down streets I've never been down and areas I've never been to. And all of a sudden I'm like, all right, I'm three albums in. I better turn around and go back. You know, don't pay attention to anything other than. Ilmatic's you know, ride over. your bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just play the other side. That's of like Ilmatic. a normal. Like that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years with my, at least on my road bike. Is I don't have, I don't track mileage or anything like that. No. I don't make any plans. I literally get on my bike and I go, I'm gonna ride for these three albums, and then I'm gonna turn around and see if I can get three albums on my ride back. Right. Right. And that's it. And you <laughs> you, you know? pick the right six, you're gonna be fine. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, you right. go on for a couple hours. It relieves all that stress. Yeah. Any. Yeah, but it's all, yeah, you pissed got off, count the you smiles, know? not the miles. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, there you go. All right, so um, again, um, I just want to, you know, say thanks for being on the show. Um, thanks for being downtown, man. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I know the city does. Um, you want to shout out real quick? Yeah, I mean, just anytime anything for bike stuff, check us out downtown Ferndale Bike Shop, one six three West Nine Mile in Ferndale, uh, and then four one two Peterborough Downtown Detroit Bike Shop at the corner of uh, Cass and Peterborough. Uh, you know, any bike stuff you need, be happy to help you out. Come on in. We can BS, talk about bike stuff. So me and Bruno are doing right. anyway. We kind of so do that Stop on anyway, by, right? you know. <laughs> we can just put a mic in front of us. Yep. Thanks, man. All right. Well, hey, that was my interview with uh, John Hughes. And uh, dude, I'm telling you, it's a great time down there. If you ever, I mean, if you just want to hang out in a bike shop, that's the you, place to be. You can't beat it, man. You're in a you know a prime location, and it's a uh, it's a good spot to hang out. So John's good people. Good location if you're riding uh, north or south, heading your way downtown or right, going home right, too, right, so. right. If you're on your way out to Midtown, yep. Yeah, stop Make sure by. You stop by. Yeah, yeah, definitely stop by. Yeah, all right. Thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh oh. 
<laughs> I get excited when we have our guest in house. And today, um, our two individuals with Mogo. Um, we have uh, Lisa, please help me with your last name. Niskowski. Niskowski. Yeah. I did not want to. It's all good. Mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. Right, Allow right. me to inter- uh, to obliterate your name. <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, Adriel Thornton. Hey, hey. welcome, hey, what's welcome. Up, what's up, Adriel? What's up, Adriel? So, real quick, um, I always like to bring a little history into um, that I can provide with our guests. And I'm going to take y'all back for like two minutes, like 24, five <laughs> years ago. Uh, I was like three. <laughs> <laughs> like, why you got to make me so old? That's your story. <laughs> so, you know, there was this little bar in Hamtramck um, called Motor Lounge, you okay. know, and it was quiet little bar for a minute <laughs> and there was a eclectic crowd there and Three different rooms with three different flavors of music, so all kinds of people went. So it began picking up popularity. I wound up going more often, and all of a sudden I see this guy always before doors open and always after doors closed, handing out flyers, doing his thing, (laughs) hustling harder before it became a slogan. Next thing you know, I actually start to work there, and this same guy used to start promoting parties and start throwing parties. Stepped his game up. Stepping it up, stepping it up. And, you know, we definitely wound up bumping into each other a few after-hour events and (laughs) so on and so forth. Uh, But things grow up and quiet down, and 15 years or so pass. And uh, we pop up on a bike ride, and I see him rolling around. I say, oh, looking good, and I see you doing your thing. Fast forward, I mean, what was this, a summer ago? Now I see you with 15 stories tall on the side of <laughs> one of the largest structures in the uh, city of Detroit. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Adriel Thornton, we go way back, way back, way back. Good to see you. Likewise. And, likewise. uh, and, and, and Lisa, um, Lisa the executive. Name. We can't, we can't pronounce <laughs> that we don't know anything about. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, wait. I do know that you are the. I want to go back to about three minutes ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rewind. You are the founder and exec- executive director of Mogo Detroit. True story. That's exciting. It's I mean, you've actually helped propel this movement going on in the city with what you're doing. Please explain how you got here and what's going on with Mogo. Yeah, so I have been living and working in Detroit, just celebrated my 15th year in December. Um, so I live over in Lafayette Park. Uh, but I was working at Wayne State University probably, I don't know, six, seven years ago. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. 2012 um, when a couple of community members approached the university about starting a conversation around bike share in Detroit. And at that time, it was just starting to pop up in other cities around the country. And I think there was a real interest in, you know, having Detroit, um, you know, not sort of fall behind other cities and, and be proactive about that. And so we called together our very first meeting of community and business stakeholders in April of 2012. And 
uh, did a feasibility study a year later and then mm-hmm. spent some time raising money and building additional support and then launched uh, what you see today, which is uh, 430 bikes at 44 stations in 10 neighborhoods in Detroit. Nice. That's it fantastic. Is, yeah. It's just I'm amazing. Check that, I mean, you know, that she may be lost on, on this, but she this was her on the ground five years. It, right. To get to this I mean, point. To get right. To this point. So right. I, I'm always and like, you know what? I, I, I think um, <laughs> just within, from what I understand, you the first month's rentals, uh, the, the the stations were just empty all the time. I mean, you should be proud of of that in and of itself from what you've come up to from this point now. So, um, the excitement and the bike lanes that are in the city and the need for uh, a bike share is, is, is really huge and you came in at the right point. Time. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, definitely we want to recognize all the great work that was happening in the city way mm-hmm. before bike share ever came. Um, you know, we had groups like Slow Roll, Tour Detroit, mm-hmm. other neighborhood, you know, groups, uh, bike clubs that we had organized and we're, we're doing rides long before. So, um, I, what I do think bike share has been really, um, successful in doing is bringing a bunch of new people into the fold, um, and really making people For a lot sure. more aware of, um, you know, safe infrastructure on the streets and getting people, you know, actually using a bike to get people around the mm-hmm. city. Um, so I hope we're raising the profile of that, but definitely know we're standing on the shoulders of a lot of folks who've been doing, doing the work for, for a lot longer than we have. Sure. Right. Um, the model for Mogo, I'm just curious, it, is, is this your own invention or is, has it been tried in other cities? Yeah, so we're a nonprofit organization, um, and every city does it a little bit differently. Okay. Some cities will run the program themselves. Some will contract out the work. Some will have nonprofits who do it. There's a couple that just have total private entities that do it. So it's kind of a kind of a mix. Um, we decided on a nonprofit organization because by the time we kind of organized ourselves. Um, and we're starting to move forward. The city of Detroit was just entering bankruptcy at that point. Mm-hmm. So they had bigger fish to fry at the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, rather than thinking about bike share. Don't uh, say. <laughs> yeah. Really? Priorities. <laughs> Biking is important, but so is paying the bills and certainly making sure people have their pensions and all of that. Um, and so it, we felt it was, we were really well positioned to, you know, start this as a nonprofit. We had a lot of, uh, funding support around the table and it's easier to raise money when sure. you're a nonprofit versus going, going through a city. So we just thought that that model worked, worked the best for, for us and allowed sort right. us to kind of have the best of, of all worlds mm-hmm. there. And we're glad you used it, man. Like, cause uh, we really do appreciate it. I, I personally have talked to people that have, um, begun using the Mogo system and we're like, you know what? This is actually effective for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and purchase a bike now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean, so you got people, you're transitioning people into a lifestyle and I really do appreciate that. I think that's so one thanks. Of, one of the things that, um, you know, f- when you talk about strategy, right. Um, and, and what you want to do, uh, with something like this in a city like Detroit, mm-hmm. um, who knew that this would be bike city? I mean, we kind of knew a little bit, a little bit, but, uh, you know, cause I was out there riding with you, but you know, you never, uh, you, you don't necessarily like how this is going to work, um, et cetera, et cetera. But we were very strategic and very conscious of the fact that like, Hey, there are these bike shops here, mm-hmm. you know, and there are people here. There's a, there's a bike culture here that already exists. Um, and we certainly didn't want to come in and, Take anything away from or be competitors right. sure. with anyone, right. you know. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the, so, you have your own lane. Yeah. So yeah. the mm-hmm. best case scenario is that, you know, someone who maybe doesn't have a bike yeah. gets an, a chance and 
we, we can talk about some of the classes and things that we do that actually mm-hmm. get people back on bikes or mm-hmm. on bikes for the first sure. time in their lives. Right. But, you know, if we're able to, if people are able to use us to, to get back on two wheels. Right. Or on wheels, period, and then end up buying their own bike. That's a win. That's a, right. the best case. Scenario. Yeah, pardon the pun, but like the vehicle for change. Right. You know, like, I know that's so cheap. I, I wrote it down it. and crossed it out like, a couple of times. <laughs> We've also called it the gateway drug. It's yeah. like, <laughs> the gateway <laughs> drug to yeah, yeah, serious right. biking. Yeah. How many bikes do you need? One more. <laughs> <laughs> so along those lines, Adriel, you being the director of marketing and community outreach. Yep. Um, you are dealing with the public and what their needs are. Uh, describe the fleet initially and then the upgrades you've made so far for mobility, uh, uh um, accessibility. Right. Accessibility. Right. Well, so I, I want to, I want to mention at this point too that it's, um, it's, so there are three of us administrative. Oh, wow. Okay. oh, wow. Okay. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you got know, that nonprofit yeah. lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all have eight kidding. jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's so so it's you know so that's spread across the board. Then. Yeah. So yeah. it's not just you know I don't think there's any. Uh, I mean, uh, really, there's some things that only Lisa can do because she's the the ED. But mm-hmm. for the most part, we're we're all we're all doing. So there's nothing that we do that's sort of siloed. Gotcha. So I just wanted right. to put that out sure. there. Um, but so you know uh, when we launched. You know, 430 bikes, uh, 43 stations at that point. Um, and then we were able to p- partner with uh, Ford uh, on our 44 station, which is actually uh, like a light station, mm. um, which doesn't have a kiosk. Um, so there's a technology advance sure. in that piece. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're really referring to is the launch of our, uh, ex- our uh, adaptive, adaptive, adaptive program, yes. Yes. program, right? So which is re- really a program that – it's designed for people who, for whatever reason, cannot or prefer not to ride a bicycle, mm-hmm. you know, a two-wheel bike. Right, right. And so, you know, I think that we are the second big city in a major city in the United States mm. to have such a program That's huge. connected to bike share. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Right? So we launched a pilot last year mm-hmm. uh, with the support of PEAK, which is the – People for programs, programs to educate yeah, all sorry. cyclists. <laughs> programs to educate all I'm cyclists. I'm here. This is what, right. yeah, one of the things I do is explain all the acronyms. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the various partnerships we have. <laughs> that and pay the bills. <laughs> right. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Exactly. Right. Yes. And with the, you know, generous support of some foundations, we were able to launch this pilot program where we got 13 adaptive bikes. Including tandems and and uh, uh, three wheelers, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. trikes and uh, recumbents. Oh, wow. uh, okay, yeah, yeah it's, it was a mm-hmm. wide range of these are of, these are hand pedal. Yep, yep there's some. Oh. Yep. Summer hand cycles, summer, summer no like we kidding. got recumbent um, side by side tandems sure. too. Oh wow, so it's it's okay. really to meet a whole range Absolutely. of abilities mm-hmm. and needs. And we partnered with uh, uh, actually Wheelhouse mm-hmm. too. Who warehoused and rent, who did the actual physical renting of the bikes sure. out, uh, and it was really to to again provide access mm-hmm. uh, and to 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 allow people. These bikes are really expensive. Yes. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the the idea that like someone who enjoys being out in the open like that or who wants to have that exercise. Or at well, least the freedom, the, you know, yeah, the freedom. Like, yeah. right. I want to go know there. What, right. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. We all you know, know what it's like to ride a bike, and exactly. you're providing an opportunity for those. Who exactly. Have yeah. And I think I think that may have lost or right. lost that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we take for granted the, you know, the ability to do something as quote unquote simple as get on a bike right. and ride somewhere, right? right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so for a lot of people, that's just not a possibility. And when you add into the, the expense of sure. trying oh, to yeah, get one. these bikes, yeah. it's, so, it's so prohibitive, mm-hmm. right? So uh, having this this uh, this adaptive program was really important. It's, it's, it's we got written up in the New York Times for it, right, <laughs> you know? right. um, yeah. and 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 really, I mean, uh, got a lot of attention for it uh, across the world and across mm-hmm. the country. But there's nothing quite like talking to. Uh, some of the people who have used it, mm-hmm. um, who I'm sure. have you know their stories and like the right. what they emote and what they say yeah, yeah. about how this was able this allowed them to sometimes for the first time mm-hmm. be able to actually get out mm-hmm. uh, and and do something like this is right a level of independence they just never even imagined exactly yeah, it's yeah, so beautiful we, we did yeah. a couple of uh, demo days where we brought you know all of the cycles out and would let you know anybody who was coming by sort of try them out mm-hmm. and get fitted and that kind of thing um, and a mom and her daughter happened to be walking through the daughter had cerebral palsy had never been able to be on a bike of any kind mm-hmm. within you know 15-20 minutes we had peak you know John Waterman who's the executive director there you know got her fitted on the right type of cycle because sure. you know different needs mm-hmm. different you know Right. different type of cycle um and she was you know riding around within half an hour wow. and um you know i think that there were watery eyes it's just you know another example of witnessing that a first yes. time a first time opportunity for someone and then how that whets your appetite for more of that mm-hmm. maybe now you want to go out and explore more mm-hmm. hey i can really do x y or z and so i think just having access to not just a bike, but a variety of these cycles has really and given people that. The so, experience. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, so we're planning on bringing that back again. Fantastic. Um, you know, this spring, it'll run th- spring through the fall. It's hard to do in the, the winter, just given, Absolutely. given yeah. the weather and not a whole lot of people yeah. want to be cruising along the river walk <laughs> yeah. when it's 20 degrees outside. Just a few of us. Except right. for the diehards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, let us know when those events are. We'll post them. For sure. We'll, 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 we'll give you a shout out to all those. exciting. You know, that absolutely uh, just a great thing to hear mm-hmm. about, yeah. you know, like giving somebody the joy of riding again, man. Yeah, it's, right? yeah. It's un- I mean, it's it's truly one of those. You talk about things that are transformative in the city, absolutely. Right. Right. Transformative. Right. That's transformative, right? Yes. Transformative. Yes. One citizen at a time. Yeah, exactly. but, like eventually we'll get there, mm-hmm. right? And they'll yeah. always have that story to tell, too. Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. You know? Um, so transforming the city. What uh, you guys have done that by introducing the uh, uh, bike shares. Has there been any issues with uh, dealing with the city? No, none. No, everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we just show up and yeah, take a few emails and go. Take some promotional photos. No, I mean, but working with the city of Detroit, um, you know, they've been really great partners of ours all along. Awesome. So we mm-hmm. had our very first uh, round because we're expanding this year, which we'd love to talk yes, a little bit about in a bit. My next um, question. But uh, at our very first phase, we had to partner with the city because we got a federal grant. Um, and to receive that money, it couldn't come to us. And so sure. the city really mm-hmm. acted as, you know, the not necessarily the pass-through, but sort of the administrator of mm-hmm. that, that grant um, has helped us with all the grant reporting. So we had to go through a whole process with the city of Detroit to um, get that approved by city council and, and really let people know what our plans were to make this affordable, accessible, sure. equitable for everyone. Um, so we really spent a lot of time on the front end thinking about that that kind of stuff. Um, not just because we had to go before council because it's the right thing to do and yeah, that's, how, right, yeah. that's how we want to run our organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know we have that relationship with council. We've also got the relationship with the Office of Mobility Innovations now at the city who looks at you know all of these micro mobility mm-hmm. options like things like scooters and bikes sure. and 
um, shuttles and, and other types of services. Um, so we've got a great partnership there. We work a lot with the Detroit Department of Transportation. Uh, we did a great pilot last uh, last summer where we passed out 2,000 free monthly MOGO passes to bus riders, really trying to underscore oh, wow, okay. the use of the bike connectivity. share as mm-hmm. transportation. Yeah. 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 So if you're taking the bus down and you're stopping at Rosa Parks, but you've got you know another mile you to go before right you get where you need mm-hmm. to go, there's a station right there. Mm-hmm. Hop on, mm-hmm. get you where you need to go. And so, so yeah, so we've really tried to partner with the city in as many ways as possible, as well as encouraging their employees who are now having to park further outside of downtown sure. because of you know, parking shortages. <laughs> uh, is that what yeah. we're calling those now? We're calling yeah. parking shortages. Yeah. yeah, and that's not. I'm not. That's not an editorial comment. That's right. just what some people will call. But yeah, right. we could have a whole conversation sure. about what that, right. that actually means. Right. But now you know, employees are using bikes uh, to get you know to get into. In the heart of downtown and get to the office and go to meetings and, and things Absolutely. like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's, you know, so far so good. It's been, it's been a really good, good relationship. And you, you briefly mentioned that your expansion. So you're stepping yeah. out of the 313. Well, expanding, well, expanding yeah. in the three one three and beyond, and beyond. And the oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. right. We got yeah. one more to go. Five eight six. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, can you uh, elaborate on? Actually, I thought I just saw you have a meeting. That was just night? Night? Last, night. Oh, last night. I'm last sorry. Last night. All right. Yeah. How, yeah. How'd that go? And um, you know, you. I think it's. I think the more important thing is that you actually have them and you you convene them, right? So uh, so far we've done the the. Well, we want to do one, and I will want to do one in each community that we're we're going to be serving. Mm-hmm. Um, so last night was North Detroit's uh, version, and you know people are they they show up and they they're enthused. But what these meetings really are about is getting the the communities uh, whether they're. Business, all the stakeholders, right? Sure. So whether they're business owners, uh, whether they are just people who live, work, play in that area, whatever the right. case may be, um, to get their input mm-hmm. and want to, to inform that we are coming and mm-hmm. you know this is uh, this is what yourself. this is about, yeah. Right. Uh, but then the most important thing is to get their feedback. Um, so we have these big maps that we we bring, you know, these big paper maps, and people can put dots on. Places that they want to see, you know, or a sticky note and say at this business right here, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's really amazing uh, because people like people when you when they see that they can actually have. Some input. Some input. And, you know, you know, just, it helps you out too. So you don't have to think for them. Well, it does. Yeah. But it's, you know, you know, this, I got to have a disclaimer that it, just because someone puts a dot down somewhere doesn't mean it. Right. Of course. The station's going to go right. there. Right? It has to make sense. Too. Right. 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 There's, there's some triangulations that go in. Right. There's, there's <laughs> yes, some different I'm factors sure. that go in. Right. But, you know, again, with, with, I think that one of the things that Lisa's done that was, you know, really important um, was baking in this idea of inclusivity and accessibility mm-hmm. into how we operate. And so this is kind of the inclusive part or part of that is really going to the community. You know, I've, we all know uh, that, uh, especially in a city like Detroit, um, that there are some some challenges with people sure. wanting to come into areas and dictate mm-hmm. yes. what things are. Should be <laughs> like, what should be going <laughs> right. on what in those areas? <laughs> that is not us. We right. don't want to, you know, and we never want to. We're not uh, dictating why, the new call. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's you know? why you're, go- you're going there prior to just plopping your station. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't even imagine. You know, and I think that, you know, again, we're all Detroiters. Like, um, you know, we – the, th- the three of us on the administrative side mm-hmm. all live in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the, on our operator side, 
you know, uh, for the they, they, you know, we hire Detroiters. Mm-hmm. Um, so the people who are working with us, uh, as well as us, we're all we all like our Detroit work. citizens. Yeah. You know, so um, you know this idea. I know that if somebody wants to come into my neighborhood. And just drop something down and just tell me. Remember that whole urban farm thing back in the day? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> we just bought a lot on your on your block and now it's an urban farm. You know? Now we got these chickens and pig, <laughs> pig, <laughs> pigmy pigs. Right, 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 right. I was like, this is cute, but you know, <laughs> but you didn't ask. Or, you no. didn't, or, right. or not even just ask, but you didn't even tell. Right. You know? So right. um, I think that the, the community meetings and the, the sort of outreach in that, in that way is important right. uh, in a, in a more so on the ground up, sure. Uh, away as, as opposed to a top down, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Um, so yeah, what was the yeah? So question? we'll be expanding. <laughs> yeah, so, our, the, the our, so, so where are we actually expanding to? Right. Yeah. We'll cover that. Um, so we're expanding to six communities in total. So counting Detroit, we're coming into the Livernoy McNichols area of Detroit. The fashion district. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, and then we'll be in Ferndale, Royal Oak, Oak Park, Huntington Woods, and Berkeley. Wow. Um, so altogether, we'll have about thirty stations spread out uh, among that around that wow. area. So ten yeah. in Detroit, right. and then the remaining twenty. Um, in the suburban communities. And we really wanted to think about this as really creating another node. So we're calling it kind of informally MoGo North um, okay. because we need bike share to work really well. You have to have a density mm-hmm. of stations. And mm-hmm. so um, if we only had a couple stations, you know, in one area and a couple stations like several miles away, sure. it becomes less effective. And so we really mm-hmm. wanted to create that um, that level of density where people could then be moving not only within their own communities, but, you know, I know I I don't just exist in one place. You know, you're, we're crossing borders all right. the time, right? All the time. So how can mm-hmm. we make that easier? Why not be able to do, do so on the bike? On sure. bike share, yeah. Right. So yeah, right. so that's uh that's coming down the pipe. Uh, late spring, early summer, we'll be launching uh, with another 150 bikes and 30 stations. And that will make your bike total count. Uh, that will make our bike total count 580 yeah. bikes okay. and 75 stations. Wow. My goodness, and this is within, within three, four years? No. We maybe. launched uh, May 23rd, 2017. So yeah. we're just coming Ooh, up yeah, on our second yeah. anniversary. We're still. Yeah. Wow. We're still, we're still babes. It seems, yeah. it seems <laughs> like it, but. Yeah. yeah. Which is actually a really, like, I think, a compliment. No, it is. How I people, think so, too. How people have, like, you know, really Embraced started it. using yeah. it so mm-hmm. quickly. Um, yes. I right. mean, even on, like, day one, we saw people mm-hmm. who were not a part of the ride out just Taking bikes out of stations, and it was just one of those like, oh my gosh, it's, mm-hmm. it's actually working. So, yeah. Wait, Lisa used to do this really funny thing. <laughs> she doesn't do it anymore <laughs> on occasion, but it's not. It's a, but it's I swear funny. we would be going somewhere like in the car or whatever. She'd be like, ah! Because <laughs> <laughs> someone was riding a mogo. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you do every every ride counts. Right? Yeah. No, no, oh, yeah. I know. Right. It was, but it was, it was right. And we, we, me and Rory, would like we, we knew exactly what that meant. It was like we start looking like mm-hmm. where. Are they where are they because mm-hmm. it was yeah. someone on the bike right. so it was because it was a beautiful thing to see absolutely yeah, yeah. 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 see so your work people yeah. being enjoyed yeah. for sure um and real quick before we conclude our i just have a, a, a how far do you see this going i mean where do you what do you want to take where do you want to take bike share mogo and the expansion I mean, we're open to any community that wants bike share. I mean, that's our okay. big thing is all the communities so that anywhere. we're in right now mm-hmm. and are expanding to, they all came to us and said, we have an interest. It wasn't like we sat back, you know, in the back room and said, here's where we want to go. Sure. Um, you know, so I think we're open to having that conversation with other neighborhoods in Detroit Fantastic. as well as other communities throughout the region. And awesome. I think it's really about advancing an agenda where we have more transportation and mobility options, period. Mm-hmm. Bike share is not going to solve everything. 
but it can it be helps. an important piece. Yeah, it's going to solve a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And improved, you know, bus service and getting mm-hmm. other options down the line that will mm-hmm. really move people around. So we just, we want to be a part of that conversation and be an example by showing, hey, communities can come together and we can come up with innovative solutions to yeah. to transportation challenges. So that's, that's and, what we're here to do. And we're we're happy to do it where, wherever people would like us to do you're, it. And you're also actually making our area smaller too because you're making mm-hmm. right. them accessible mm-hmm. by bike. Right, you know, so. it'd be really nice if, you know, uh, you know, as we become a regional transportation system, which is amazing that, you know, we'll be among the first ones, right? If not, to, well, they're smart, whatever, but really, really it's us, right? But it'd be, you know, I th- hopefully one thing that will happen is that people will begin to see like the, uh, how ridiculous it is to have these, these fiefdoms. You know what I'm saying? Sure, these kingdoms right. of, of like, you know, if it's, if it's municipalities or yeah, exactly. pockets mm-hmm. of And how easy it is mm-hmm. to like come right. up with a system that actually serves all of all us. All of us. Right. You know, I remember to, that. like you said, shrinking, shrinking yep. it and everything yep. would be, would be a fantastic, uh, Amazing. benefit of this. Well, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us here, Lisa and Adriel from, uh, Mobile Detroit. Uh, look for a station near you. Yeah, and, and, and suggest a station on our website, yeah, yeah. org. Suggest a station. If you want them, they'll come to you. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> now, before we get you, let you go, as always, in our in-studio guests, we have a rapid-fire section. Five questions. Um, do you think you both want to give quick answers for these, or we can sure. alternate? Sure. Yeah. Whichever you prefer. Depending on how quick we are. <laughs> okay. We'll talk, so. how quick we we'll haven't heard the questions yet. <laughs> 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 it might In be faster thing. than you yeah. thought. Right. All right, real quick. First question. Uh, describe your first bike. Lisa? Oh, I had a pink uh, Huffy. I actually came across a photo with that, you know, all of the – the bangles on it, the nice. little like the plastic things on the spokes, yeah. yeah. the streamers, cool. a basket with some flowers on the front. Nice. Yeah, it was it was pretty sweet. Yeah, banana right. seat. Mine was yes. I think it was a, I think it was an old school Schwinn with the long seat. Mm-hmm, banana you know, seat. Was a, yeah. yeah, I think my brother had one too, but like my first one was like that. Was, yeah. I can't remember Stingray the, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I can't remember the color or whatever. Right. I remember my big wheels, but not the right. bike. Yeah. Uh describe your favorite bike ride. Hmm. Where was it, or how did you feel? Or right, I would just say it's not just a place, but I love riding around the city at night. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just something about being on a bike at yes. night in the city, mm-hmm. like the wind. You know, when yeah. it's warm and the wind blowing through your uh, hair. You just feel like you own the your city. Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it feels it's a it's a magical feeling. So I that's, agree. that's yeah. my favorite. I, I I totally agree with that, but not to pander to this crowd that's sitting in front of me. But <laughs> <laughs> really, one of the I think one of my favorite bike rides was like one of the first really big slow rolls. You know, right on. But not when we were just going up to Woodbridge, but. <laughs> Yeah. When it became like a, a thing, yeah, and, and like yeah. to see that like it was a place to be because you know I'm, I think we were all there, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and that ride and like all of a sudden look at him being like, wait, what? Right, what just right. happened? Right. And then every right. and it was like falling down the rabbit hole. Every right, time, yeah, yeah. Like, right. Every time you show up, it'd be like a, a new section right, of right, right. 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 <laughs> Well, that or like oh, and and and. With that, like uh, the first critical mass I did, right? You know, just yeah. seeing like the amount, amount of, of people, people. Yes. Yeah. and yes. the variety of bikes. The variety of people, and like sure. just like like yeah. looking at people being like, I, I thought you were scared to drive that yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> <Let alone, laughs> right, you know, yeah. show up on a penny farthing bike. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. I think I know the answer from both of you, but what brought you back to 
cycling in general? Or you could be specific with Mongo. I I don't know if I uh, – well, I don't know if I ever left cycling altogether, but mm-hmm. um, was certainly really kind of – up my interest, I think, was just the, the the general interest that was happening in the city at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. There were more big, there were more group rides to go mm-hmm. on. There were there right. were more people, uh, you know, Sarah and those uh, the people doing the um, God, uh, the, they were part of Allied to doing the the they would do midnight rides and things like that. I can't think of it to save my life right now, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of these different groups and stuff that were coming up and right. and this whole idea that cycling could be uh, a social justice issue, yeah. sure. um, right. things like that really kind of got me way more into the whole idea of this being a, a powerful thing yeah. and to, to really do more it with it. It could be it. purposeful. Yeah, yeah that yeah. it could be purposeful as yeah. opposed to, I yeah. think that's what really changed it from recreation. Mm-hmm. That idea right. of, to me, of community. You know, yeah. Yeah. Recreation, you know, transportation. Yeah. More open community, right. too. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm definitely the least diehard cyclist of everybody on the table. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm the lightweight. Um, but I, I mean, I think it's, uh, I think bikes are really important. I've sort of seen the light around bikes as transportation, um, mm-hmm. and really validating and creating safe spaces for people to, to be on bikes. So mm-hmm. getting into this work, um, has really opened my eyes to that sure. aspect of, of biking and biking as transportation and wanting to make safe and inviting places for everyone to be on the street, regardless mm-hmm. of whether you're riding bike share, your own bike, right. you're riding, you know, because you like it or because you, mm-hmm. that's the only way you have to get around. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- so that's really what's gotten me passionate and back into nice. the, the biking scene. Good. Uh, two more. Describe yeah. your blank. <laughs> my, I'm, my blank. <laughs> That's up to you. <laughs> be whatever. Uh, hey, man, we're filling be... our blanks around here any way we want. <laughs> <laughs> we don't judge. I mean, we can move on if you care to. Retrail, but... would you like to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I love my people, man. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> Your favorite thing, think, whatever. Right. <laughs> it's your opportunity to speak. <laughs> Describe my favorite. Uh, Describe your record. whatever. Yes, my favorite record. Right. <laughs> okay. What is it? Right. Which is actually really tough. Which is how I say. All I would say is that it was made by Prince. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it, it'd be <laughs> something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we know. Yeah, we know. You know. I'll say describe one of my favorite things to do. I'm a huge movie buff, so the Oscars are coming. Oh up yeah, this weekend. This weekend. So, so I have like my ballot. I mean, I've seen like several <laughs> dozen of the movies cool. out of the fifty-two. Cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm an obsessive movie watcher love it great <laughs> last question um one wish for detroit mm. there's so many <laughs> wish for. i know what my wish for detroit is um, <coughs> i want us to maintain and honor the heritage that we have as the motor mm. city but really redesign the city in a way that's around people and not around the car. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the choices we've made around the personal automobile has Isolated has devastated us. communities. I mean, yes. freeways that have carved yeah. up and destroyed right. neighborhoods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, Paradise right, Valley. Just, I mean, yeah, obviously. Black Bottom, exactly. Right. Um, and so I think that um, really thinking about how as we're – you know, building and rebuilding certain parts of, of the city, thinking about ways to address those those sure. wrongs mm-hmm. and bring communities together. And the city can't just be a pass through for people to get in and out of, um, Agreed. you know, at the beginning and end of the work day. And so uh, my biggest wish for Detroit is that we tackle some of those big issues. And I think, you know, bikes are obviously, the, you know, a tiny piece of that bigger transportation 
uh, question, but I think it's something that we're going to have to tackle as a mm-hmm. region um, if we're going to have a successful, prosperous city for all. Right on. That was that was good. Right. That's uh, rough, dude. What do you what, do you, what, do you, what do you got? Let me top that by He's saying like, I wanna I wanna go to a good show this right. weekend. Right. <laughs> no, but I actually my, my one wish for Detroit would be that we uh learn to love ourselves again mm. and, and with that love each other. Right. Nice. Um I think that there's been um some of it systematic um uh this idea of the sort of self hate that's been built in, right? And mm-hmm. by, by that I mean um, you know, people not supporting like their own neighborhood businesses because they don't feel like right. they're good enough. Mm. Or when something new comes in and gets built or something like that, in a sense, they say you get this idea that people really think they don't deserve nice things. Mm. They don't deserve wow. good things. They don't deserve redevelopment mm-hmm. in their neighborhoods. They don't deserve, mm-hmm. uh, these, these things that are happening, um, or that they deserve to be a part of it. And I think that that comes from, again, like years and years and generations of people who have been taught that they aren't worthy of being loved yeah. by others or themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that leads, that has led to increased violence, mm-hmm. um, where people disrespect their own, you know, they just don't love themselves, so they have no love for, for anybody people, else. Right. Right. So I really do wish that we get to, you see it. Yeah. And some yeah. things like people take care of the lawns and do all that stuff, mm-hmm. but there's this real, I think, need for, uh, the idea of Detroiters loving themselves, falling in love with themselves and the city and like what made it Detroit Detroit right. and then loving other people right. in that mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, that's, you know, we can, we can have all the new jobs come in. We can have new bike lanes. We can have all this, you know, stuff happen. But until I feel like that, that, that becomes a movement, the love movement. Sure. You know, <laughs> try buckle as hell. <laughs> <laughs> But, <laughs> if you don't know, look it up. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you know, I, I really wish that there was a love movement in Detroit. You yeah, know, that, right that we really that that spread, um, like so many other things spread. Fantastic. Yeah. That, that's been the record, rapid fire. Yeah, dude. but well worth it. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't that rapid. Really, but, really <laughs> I mean, that was yeah. brilliant. Really appreciate. I, it. I really do appreciate both yeah. y'all coming. Thank you. Around, Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thanks, 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 Thanks for stepping up, making it sound good. Same, same person. All right, Bobby. Well, you know where to find us at. We're on the social medias. We're on the interwebs. You can Twitter us, all that good things. Detroit Bicycle, B-Y-C-Y-C-L-E. Leave us comments, questions, concerns, shout outs. We want to again thank Lisa and Adriel from Mogo for coming in. Yes, yes. Uh, Definitely try out the Mogos. Uh, One other thing. I know you all have community ambassador program. You all are looking for folks this year. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to touch on that real quick? Sure. It's um, it's the neighborhood ambassadors. Neighborhood ambassadors. I'm sorry. No, no. It's okay. Same same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Community ambassadors. So, uh, you know, uh, it's – there'll be some tweaks to it this year. um, But – as in the past, we, you know, one of the things, again, like we said, we, we really want to be intentional about how we uh, operate in mm-hmm. different places. So one of the programs that we came up with was to have someone from all the neighborhoods that we operate in um, be a part of this mm-hmm. and be an uh, advocate for us on one hand, but also be an advocate for the people in the neighborhood sure. who may, I mean, you know, may come across the station and not know anything about it. Not, so this is a person they can go to. Right. You know, and this is a person who has roots. Right. 
in that community mm-hmm. um, who, who, you know, hopefully is somewhat well known to right. you know, the community, right. <laughs> um, but who has no problem with going and approaching and representing and saying, hey, let's go on a bike ride, mm-hmm. right? Or let's do a sign up thing where, you know, if you, uh, you know, for like the access pass, for instance, if you, you know, um, want to have access to the bikes, here's this way we could do it and we could do it right here, you mm-hmm. know, help you out, like whatever it takes. Um, so we'll be, especially with the expansion, we're looking for people in those areas, but also Northwest Detroit. And then, you know, throughout our, our current service area as well. Right. Cool. And they can go to, uh, actually, if they go to our website, um, under, what button is that under? Uh, uh, if you look at the bottom of the page, jobs. Yeah, jobs. It's, uh, jobs. It's, yeah. The posting is there. Cool. Yeah. And those links, <laughs> links to Mogo and the, and the uh, Neighborhood Ambassador Program will definitely be in our show notes. Nice. So definitely go check that out, people. Right. Thanks. Uh, this, what, oh. what else is going on this week, Bobby? Several weeks. Yeah, several weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Marauders, as always, doing their, their every other week midnight Marauder ride. Uh, one's coming up February 28th and another on March 7th. There is an art opening on March 8th given, it's called The Textures of the City, and it's by, hosted by Collected Detroit. That, I believe, starts at 6 o'clock, is located at 2439 4th Street, 48201. Definitely go check out some local artists in that opening art exhibition. Uh, Clinton Township, I believe, has the fourth annual Fatty Tuesday ride on March 5th for fat bikes. Is it that time already? Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that Milford Central Park, that's at 6 o'clock on March 5th, but it's the fourth annual Fatty Tuesday bike ride. Nice, man. (laughs) All right, so... uh, we want to talk about our favorite three things. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That's right. Is that what we're right. up to, guys? Yeah. Three things this week. Uh, it's going to be a little art-related three things. What's your your favorite art piece in the city of Detroit? Pub- public art. Public, public art. Yeah, public, public art. art. Public, public, art. Art. public yeah, art. Public art in the city of Detroit. Yes, so, yes. Uh, we, we, we have our guest Lisa and Adriel sticking yeah. in. <laughs> to, yeah, you can kick in anytime you guys want. Does that mean yeah. tags? Or do we mean no? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. So, <laughs> well, if, you, if you feel it that way, <laughs> so we ha- we we actually had this discussion. We were like, "Does that one of the criteria for 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 our discussion the the parameters was uh, more permanent?" Okay, you know right. something that's not I going mean, there's to tons of uh, murals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and we and, love them all. Oh, and we, we love, love them all. <laughs> you know, some of them are friends. Right, right, right. right. We, you know, <laughs> so we decided to go with something like something more permanent. Gotcha. You okay. know, so uh, I began with uh, a piece that I've always liked um, on so many levels, um, and that's Rodin's Thinker uh, mm. outside the DIA. Uh, it was first installed in uh, 1902. And you know it's it's a symbol of a man, naked man, uh, kneeling with his uh, you know his hand on his chin, and he's sitting on a uh, a rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was done. Uh, it's done in bra- uh, bronze. And there were twelve original pieces cast, and Detroit oh. has one of them. Oh, really? Right. He he supervised the production of twelve of them, oh. and um, there are others, but he wasn't there while they were being made. Um, there's a couple of reasons I like him. Uh, it's neoclassic. You know, like at his time, nobody appreciated him, mm. you know, until he was in later in his life. Did people be like, oh, wait a minute. That's cool now right. that you're right. old, you know. Um, <laughs> so I like that part of it. I like the part that he didn't care that people didn't like his art. He still he still did himself. Um, and it's a it's 
thought to uh, be part of his uh, – it was part of the original piece of his Gates of Hell work. And so it's really Dante Alighieri, oh, you know, the character mm-hmm. from the Divine Comedies, right? The mm-hmm. uh, uh, In this case, the uh, Inferno, Dante's Inferno. Yeah. And he's sitting there pondering. Right, what, you right, know, like, right, okay. Dude, you just went through like no the, all the levels of hell. Of this. You went We're through all like... the levels of hell. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. Bruno's full I of information. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Like... <laughs> Yeah, so you know that's for me. I got to be honest, man. That's my piece. I like thinking. I like philosophy, and I like the idea of you know um, him fighting. You know, fighting the norm. Right. So, uh, cool. what you got, Bobby? Uh, mine. Yeah, I'm following that. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I was keeping. You, I was keeping it simple. Um, I was gonna go back to our home where we kind of we always meet our home away from home. The main branch, Detroit Public Library. Mm-hmm. Uh, that building right across the street, bro, is, mm-hmm. is is been there. Um, I have days of you know childhood visits in the library. Just the, the mass amount of books and knowledge that is in there. Right. You know, the, there are art pieces in there, the way it's built. There's some nooks and crannies you don't even mm-hmm. realize sometimes when you're just traversing the library. Right. Um, the things that they offer, you know, mm-hmm. where it's located mm-hmm. and the history behind it. I employ everybody to go check it out. Uh, it's moved. You know, it's not always been where it's at. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't really realize that. Really? Yeah, it hasn't okay. been on where, where yeah started. Um, I'm not going to go into all the details, but I want folks to, to definitely. Is, I did not expect to learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for setting the bar so low. I'm <laughs> glad we yeah, yeah. Right. 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 No, You just got blown in there. me away. Let's see what Henry has. No, <laughs> no, for me, the library has is, is always been a, a beautiful spot. It was definitely a hard choice because there are several great architectural yeah. buildings yeah, throughout right. the city. Right. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's when we go in there and we meet you know it's it's hard to not just walk around it and is. look yeah. you know and, right. and look um and it's free like it's hey it's free like <laughs> go get yourself a library card please right. <laughs> please do it's it's so beneficial so right. beneficial henry so, well, yeah what you got henry man so you know <laughs> i had a uh, a couple um initially i was just thinking of this mural that mural and then we were like well New parameter. Right. Um, so I had to step back. And what really kind of jumped up to me, and I get to experience it biweekly, at least during the summer, is the Heidelberg Project. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, those who don't know, it's in this established in 86. Um, um, Tyree Skyton. By Tyree Skyton. Yeah, Tyree um, uh, family neighborhood. Tyree. Uh, Tyree, I'm sorry. Right. Um, and it's uh, an installation that he's been building on for 30 years right. now. So, mm-hmm. um, And the reason why it was uh, easy selection is because I get to share that installation with all my tours I do out of Wheelhouse mm-hmm. on certain tours. Uh, but that's definitely one spot that I love to take people who have not been in Detroit or unfamiliar with Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um um, and ironically, the last year and a half, uh, Tyree has been, uh, been at the institution. residence. Right. Uh, every time that I've been by. So it's even that much, yeah. the next right. level when the, the tourists get to see the artist himself right. and talk to him. So it's mine would be the hardware part. It's pretty wild. Like you just yeah. pop up on it. You're mm-hmm. like, right. where are these dots? Right. Oh, there's more dots. <laughs> right. And it's changing 
all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's ever there, evolving. Like, two days later, mm-hmm. and something you know has been moved and different. Yes. It's just right. yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty powerful. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and right. the environment, even over the seasons, sure. your environment yeah. Yeah. changes. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, like you go there in the like after a snow, you're like, oh, it's yeah. a little eerie, but I'm <laughs> right. still looking at it. <laughs> right. You know, all these teddy bears are covered in snow. I, I, I would just love to throw in. It was funny, yeah. the Rodan, Rodan, Rodan one you said. The thinking man, I'm sorry. Because mm-hmm. um, this one is reminiscent of that. But you always saw them sort of in the same commercials. You know, you got to have art. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But to me, the spirit is, I mean, one of my, like, if I actually, for me, that symbolizes Detroit more than the Renaissance Center does, more mm-hmm. than like yeah. all these other things. Right. It's always been a favorite. It's going to be my next tattoo. Mm-hmm. I'm not right. even kidding. Like, it's, yeah. I've, I've always, I've just. Maybe we could do that on the on the, on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could bring in like a famous, just, right. a famous just slinger. Just do it. Right. Uh, if you help me cover the cost of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by. Right. Yeah. 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 We'll make just, a whole deal. Right. 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 Yeah. But no, it's, I, I think it's, it's really funny that, you know, that it was, uh, in the fifties. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. it came up in, and obviously it's, it's, it's so funny that it's, it's obviously a white guy, you right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Holding, you know, but in one hand is the sun, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then the other hand is like a family, you know, people, mm-hmm. right. you know, and it's just this, the, the juxtaposition of those two, um, the balance of it, uh, right. but also just the, the idea of, uh, like this, this iconic thing being the spirit of Detroit, which though it, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't, I love it because it doesn't, it's, it's so ambiguous. Yes. You yes, know what I'm right. saying? Yes. Anybody can, can uh, attach themselves to it and get right. sure. out of it. And mm-hmm. it's not definitively this and that. It's mm-hmm. not auto related and it's not right. this yeah. and it's not, you know, but it is, it, to me, it's just a, a it's actually a very spiritual thing to me, yeah. you know, right from on. childhood on. So that's, that's literally Fantastic. probably my favorite right. piece of art in the city. Lisa? Yeah, so I didn't receive the guidance that we couldn't do murals originally my pick was would be um I mean I really love the murals on the De Quinter cut. I mm-hmm. live right next to it and I, I'm a, I'm a runner, so I'm on the cut, you know, at least three days a week. Sure. I'm running up and down there. So I really love the hygienic dress league uh oh, set yeah. uh, yeah. face each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got that gold paint and yeah. the sun is like hitting it just right. Mm-hmm. It just it, it shines yeah. exactly. It's yep. got this yeah. amazing uh this amazing hue to it. So I have to say that those are two of my my favorite murals. But then when you said the spirit, Adriel, mm-hmm. it made me think of the fist, the Joe oh, Louis oh, yeah, fist yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, you know, and I, I think that, you know, there are people in the region who have interpreted that as like a controversial thing, but like yeah. I love the fist that yeah. it is like this is a city. I think that means you're not from here. And I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I grew up. I grew up on uh, just north of Flint, so um, I guess I didn't grow up with that baggage. But like I love it that this is like <laughs> you know this is a strong, proud African American city. And, right. Like, right. I'm you know if you couldn't tell, I'm a white person. Mm. Lisa Niskowski might have given it away. Um, <laughs> check check for our Everybody photos on our, yeah. our, our <laughs> social media. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, that's that's always She's been a sister at heart. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's always something that um, I've loved about the the city, and I feel like that art really great, embodies great that. Choice. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's that's a, a nice choice. choice. Like yeah. if I was going to choose a mural, that that would be in the tops. So. But that, yeah, that, that as a structure though, too, the fist is, is so powerful. Yeah. yeah, it really is. All right, well, yeah, I mean, geez, thank you guys for hanging out the thank whole you, episode. <laughs> yeah, we really do we really appreciate, appreciate it. it. You can leave that. I was like, I know. I could talk for another hour. Well, as you all know, here at Detroit Bicycle, Bruno and Bobby and I, oh, yeah. all about the love, benefits, art, culture, 
and all the people we meet on In Detroit on Bikes and Beyond. Detroit Bicycle.